Drill, baby, drill. He had such enormous fun that he called for another elephant to come. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. America, stay out the bushes. Stay out the bushes. Jet is a mess. And welcome to a Wednesday, November. Whoa! November second episode edition of the Elephants in the Room. It's basically Christmas. It's essentially Christmas. Well, I mean, you turn on the television, you walk into a store, it's Christmas. I was shocked to see on the local news today, this afternoon, that uh, they were talking turkey prices. And shockingly, the local news wanted us to know that Thanksgiving is going to be more expensive than it was last year. When it was already more expensive. When it was already more expensive. And that Aldi is having a throwback to 2019 prices, which is like 30% cheaper or something crazy. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, that was three years ago. Um, yeah, they were interviewing this you know, seventh generation local turkey farm. And um, they had to raise prices, obviously, because the cost of everything has gone up. Um, you know, one of the things they use is the corn. Corn, the price of corn skyrocketed mm. this year. Anyone who's, who owns any fertilizer stock, like saying something like the Mosaic Company, you've known that corn prices surged this year. Um, and um, so, anyways, but that's one of those things that's been out there, and um, and so they had to raise their prices. So they had customers say, "Well, can you get us any smaller turkeys?" And they're like, "This is what they grow to. It's a grown <laughs> turkey." <laughs> So um, I don't mean to laugh about it because it is it is a not fun situation for people to have to choose what they are going to be able to eat or not eat during Thanksgiving in order to make sure that there are at least some presents under the Christmas tree come Christmas or some presents under the dreidel. You keep presents under the dreidel. Dreidel? Or in menorah. Either. Yeah. Okay. Maybe not under the dreidel. Not under the dreidel. Next the dreidel. The oh, next to the menorah. Okay, I'll get there. Yeah, I'll get there. Anyways, yeah. I mean, you have to have presents for eight days. And say one day it's the Adam Sandler. Instead of one day of presents, we have eight crazy nights. Exactly. So think about that. So when you're thinking about Thanksgiving, you know this is the thing that 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 American families are having to think about on a daily basis today. And shockingly, it's starting to make them think about who they should vote for next week. <laughs> Prices have been going up steadily for the past two years. The four years previous to that, they weren't. Hmm. hmm. I wonder if, if I connect the dots here, I might be able to come to a conclusion about something. Um, and so today, Joe Biden, uh, realizing that his party is, uh, is about to... Uh, to use a term his old boss used to used in 2010, a shellacking is about to take place. Joe Biden decided to uh, to get up and uh, at Union Station in front of a uh, a packed, jam packed crowd of 150 people. They couldn't get any more staffers. <laughs> 
They tried to lie to us, said people waited in line two hours to see Joe Biden. You know, any event yeah, that has right. 150 people in it, they were not waiting in line two hours. They were grabbing people. Hey, come in here. Get in here. Get in here. Just, just stand here. We'll give you five bucks. Just stand next to the plant. Uh, and, and he blessed us by talking about how this election is a referendum on 2020. Thank you, President Biden. That's all, that's all they got left. That's all they have left at this point. 2020. It's wonderful. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a complete blessing because as, as we've explained on this show over the past couple of months, there is a segment of the population that cares about what happened in 2020. And it's about 8% of the population, give or take, when you look at the public opinion polls. You know, when you look at, and what I say by that is, is that issue influencing who you are voting for? It is a single digit number of voters in the country who have already decided of, yep, the election was stolen, or, you know, I love Joe Biden. That's it. <laughs> That's it. You know, or it's really, it's really just like the, it's really just really like the, um, um, <laughs> I hesitate to say this, but there's a guy who wrote a book that said that Donald Trump was the second coming of Jesus Christ. Like there's that crowd that's out there. And then there's the, the never Trump crowd, right? You know, these two fringe, you know, 4% of people on the right, 4% of people on the left, you know, these fringe groups that are just, that are so obsessed with this man that they can't do anything in their lives without tying it back to him. Those are the people that care about 2020. So Joe Biden has shown us to be one of those people. Joe Biden is obsessed with Donald Trump. Not his grandkids, not his job, not bringing down energy prices. Living no, rent-free in his head. Joe Biden wakes up and goes to bed every day thinking about Donald Trump. And he exposed that to us today. Because all he could talk about, nothing about moving the country forward. There was not one positive thing that he said during this speech tonight. There is nothing that make you say, oh, well, that would be great. America could use that. It was a speech of empty platitudes and him pointing out the obnoxious hypocrisy of the left when it comes to political violence. Okay. What happened to Paul Pelosi? Whatever happened, and we still don't know. Right? They won't release the footage. They won't release the tapes. They're not cooperating with investigators on what happened here. We're never going to know. It's going to be swept under the rug. Um, and so, um, but we do know what happened to Brett Kavanaugh. A guy showed up side of his house with a gun and a plan. Joe Biden's never spoken out about that. Barack Obama's never spoken out about that. Never. The Department of Justice has a duty to protect Supreme Court justices. What did Merrick Garland do in the wake of the Kavanaugh incident? I think he went on vacation, if I remember correctly. I may have gotten the timeline wrong. But suffice to say, Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, did nothing. So here we have an administration that had an opportunity to go, hey, look, people on our side, this isn't how you handle things. You can't go shoot people. They never took that opportunity. So why would, why, would, why would I think that political violence would decrease by electing a Democrat? When really the only thing that they don't want, they want to be able to commit political violence against us because we're fascists, we're racists, we're homophobes. But anytime we disagree with what they have to say or we want to be a check or a balance on Democrat power, that's a threat to democracy. 
like what the federal courts did today in Arizona, they said, you know, you have to be 75 feet away from ballot bo from the drop-off boxes if you want to monitor them. And if you're armed, you have to be 250 feet away. Newsflash. Arizona is an open carry state. It's a constitutional carry state. Are you suggesting, are you telling me that I'm not allowed to exercise my Second Amendment right to carry my handgun on me as I go drop off my ballot? Why, why, do I, why do I need to put myself at risk in order to drop off a ballot? Furthermore, the larger question is, why, what are you afraid of? Why don't you want people monitoring these ballot boxes? Don't you want to make sure that nothing funny goes on, right? Don't you want to make sure that the Oath Keepers, the big bad Oath Keepers, don't stuff the ballot boxes with a bunch of votes for Carrie Lake and Mark Fincham? No. No. Because, and, and, and that's what we're getting. And, and, and this is like one of the things that, that is just so transparent about the left is that Nothing that they do is actually about protecting democracy or defending democracy or promoting American citizens' right to vote. The only thing that they care about in the end of the day is having an issue to point to Republicans to call them names. And we saw that tonight. The head of the Democrat Party, his closing, his closing pitch said nothing about what the Democrats would try to accomplish over the next two years if they're elected again. Because they don't do anything except destroy the country. What which... we could do to make your... What, what, we're, what our plan is to make your life better. Joe Biden doesn't have one, stunningly. <laughs> so I watch Dave's speech and I go, gosh, what a blessing. Joe Biden has fallen into the trap of looking backwards two years. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. No one wants to hear this. I can tell you, no one wants to hear this because, or not, like, like we said, it's not that no one wants to hear this. But as we're going to get into, and this Wall Street Journal poll today that came out illustrates the picture perfectly. When you're deciding what, what, what parts of the Thanksgiving meal you get to keep and what parts you get to leave out, okay, you're not concerned about what happened two years ago, okay? You need a fix and you need it now. And you're going to vote for the people with the best plan to do that. Whatever happened in the past, it's in the past. Sorry, folks. Game over. Suck it up. I can't put presents under, my, under the Christmas tree for my kid. How are you going to solve that problem? And Joe Biden said tonight, I don't have a plan. Amazing. Amazing. Incredible. I mean, this is, this is Christmas in November. This is Christmas in November for Republicans because a Democrats leader admitted today that they don't know what they're doing. The only thing they can do is look back and I could not be happier. So let's get into this Wall Street Journal poll because this is a, a blaring, blaring warning sign to the Democrats that holy cow, you have no idea how bad next Tuesday is going to be. <laughs> White suburban women, a key group of midterm voters, have significantly shifted their support from Democrats to Republicans in the closing day of midterm campaigning because of rising concerns over the economy and inflation, according to the latest Wall Street Journal poll. White suburban women make up 20% of the electorate. 
Okay, this is your classic soccer mom, right? This is the soccer mom vote, for lack of a better term. Or what the Bush people you said, uh, this was the 2002-2004 term, security moms. We want to make sure our kids are protected. And there, and there is a little bit of a security mom element to this now where the world, it doesn't feel as safe as it used to be. Everyone's a little bit more on edge. I don't know if it's the world's not as safe as it used to be or if it's just that techno technology has made us more aware of the creeps around us. <laughs> <laughs> but nevertheless, there's a concern in this country, especially among parents, that their children might not have the same opportunities to them that they did. Mm-hmm. Right, that their kids might not be as prepared to enter an increasingly competitive, globalized world as they were. Those are real fears. And these suburban moms are looking at the situation in front of them and going, we need to do something about this. I, I, I need to put food on the table for my kids. I need, I need gas prices to go down because I'm schlepping kids from school to practice, to lessons, back home. All of a sudden, my, ha my gas tank's half gone. I got to fill up again tomorrow. Cost another 50 bucks. Yeah. That's what people are concerned about. That's what I mean when I say when you, as soon as you start talking about the past, and just getting angry about what happened, in, especially if you get angry about talking what happened in the past. If you get angry talking about something that happened in the past, voters aren't going to listen to you in crunch time. Voters want to know how you're going to make their lives better. And white suburban women are going, the Republican Party's going to make things better. They favor Republicans for Congress by 15 percentage points now. Wow. 15. That's a lot. This is a 27 percentage point movement away from Democrats since August. Wow. And this is what we were talking about in August when all of these polls were blue, 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 blue. What were we saying? Ignore them. Don't pay attention. Not that they're wrong, but polls are a snapshot in time, right? And we're getting this whole thing on the right side of, oh, the pollsters were so wrong. No, the pollsters weren't wrong. The pollsters weren't wrong. Polls are a snapshot in time, okay? Now, it is notoriously more difficult to get Republicans to answer phone surveys and engage in these polls, but people do, you know, they find it out, and there are ways to balance this out. But in the wake of the Dobbs decision, it was an undeniable fact that a lot of women in this country were ticked off. Hey, what are you doing? No. That's not your decision to make. And that's what you're saying. As time goes on, as we get closer to the election, people are going to start to prioritize the issues that they're mad about. Prioritize the issues that are actually going to motivate them to vote. And this is what happened with white suburban women, is that essentially they got really riled up over the abortion issue in the summer. And then as time went on, they realized, well, okay, so that's, that's its own battle. We'll, we'll get there. At some point, we'll sort that out. But I can't put food on my table right now, and I can't put fuel in my gas tank. So let's solve that problem first, and then we'll tackle abortion. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's a wonderful trap that the Democrats fell into because 
when we turn on any local channel here and we've got we've got the the world series on behind us you know we went to the library and we were now we're watching baseball so if you want to know our age we're roughly somewhere between 70 and 80 for those of you who don't know us <laughs> and um and, um, we live in a town that has a library. We live in a town that has a library. Several, four, five. A lot. A lot. A lot. Anyways, um, every ad against Republicans is about one thing and one thing only. Abortion. Abortion. That's it's it. abortion. Everything is about abortion. Abortion, abortion, abortion. And the Republican ads are all about inflation, inflation, inflation. And you can feel free to pull up any public poll that you want. And I will stake my life on it. I wonder where we'd be <laughs> if the Supreme Court hadn't touched the abortion case. Well, what the heck would they even be running on? I know, right? That's a great question. That's a great question. And um, it, vote for us. You'll pay more money. Right? <laughs> like, yeah, and this what's is, their pitch? <laughs> and this is something that we kind of joked about. I don't know if we joked about it on the show. I don't know if we joked about it in private. But when the Dobbs decision came down, it was kind of like, wouldn't it be wild if we got rid of, if, if the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade and that in turn, like, energized the Democrats and, like, the Democrats all of a sudden pull out a miracle in the midterms and abortion is now legal everywhere, you know, for any reason at any time. Like, what a cruel twist of fate that would be. As Dana Carvey would say, impersonating George H.W. Bush, not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Okay, um, so this is just another snapshot in time as a poll is that says, hey, look, guess what? What you were seeing in August? Well, those tea leaves might not have been as accurate as you thought they were. Okay, maybe you should have read your palm instead about what was going to happen. Or maybe you should have listened to the voters and paid attention to the economy and realized that $5 gallon gas and uh, a turkey that costs 73% more than it did last year might weigh on people as they're planning their holiday festivities. Now, how is this impacting things in the states? Well, let me tell you, it's impacting things in the states quite clearly and favorably for Republicans. In New Hampshire, Dan Bull, Gen General Dan Bullduke now leads Maggie Hassan 48-47. No way he's running again. He was running when we were there. Remember? Yeah. yeah. He was he was good. I liked him. Ball Duke. All right, let's go. Yep. Um well he's running again. And um and uh he uh he looks like he's going to uh as soon as he as soon as he got the nomination he he did what, what he needed to do. He tacked he tacked a little bit to the middle and only talks about the economy. Great job, Dan. Well done. Um <laughs> No, seriously, New Hampshire people, like, I knew New Hampshire like the back of my hand. The people who are upset about things that happened in the past are going to vote for you anyways. Um, Arizona Senate, tied. Uh, 40, uh, well, Mark Kelly, 47, Blake Masters, 46. I don't know if this was done after the Libertarian candidate pulled out and endorsed Masters. Oh, he pulled out? Yep, Mark Victor pulled out and endorsed Blake Masters. Wow. So that's going to help Blake what Masters. What a guy. That's Why did he Blake do that? Masters. He didn't see it. He, surprisingly, he didn't see a path to victory. <laughs> I'm shocked by that. I am a little bit too. Uh, Nevada, um, up 50 to 45. Pennsylvania, tied at 47. Fetterman and Oz. 
Wisconsin Senate, Ron Johnson up two over the radical communist Mandela Barnes. Um, and I think he even admits that he's a radical communist, which is an interesting, uh, interesting tactic to take uh, in this kind of uh, time. Um, so that's, that's where we are. The polling has been shifting uh, towards Republicans. There was another CNN poll that people were talking about today that had shifted towards the Republicans. But the momentum is on the Republican side. Things are looking good. Um, just need to message discipline over the next six days and we're good. Right? Fingers no crossed. inter-party fighting. No, oh, I don't like what this person said to me. Or no, I don't like what this person said on a television hit. No. None of that. Message discipline. A Republican's better than a Democrat. And let me tell you, at this point in time, anyone who's a quote-unquote Republican who says anything bad about another Republican at this time, kick them out of the party. Right? Like Liz Cheney out there supporting Pelosi to be speaker again. Out of the party. Let's just kick the Cheneys out. Right? And get rid of the Cheneys and send the Bushes along with them. Bye-bye. You're gone. Which, by the way, George Bush... I was just thinking about this today. Where is he? <laughs> well, I was just thinking about this today. Um, has there been a... Are, uh, I, well, I consider Trump to still be a politician because he... he, he well, he seems to still maybe kind of want to run for president. I'm still not convinced he's going to run because uh, that means he'll have to start paying his own legal fees, and I don't think he's going to do that. Um, that's my personal opinion. Um, um so I don't know if Trump is going to run again, but he still seems to be actively engaged in in sorting out whether he is going to do it or, or do it not. And um, anyway, and um, but anyways, has there been the last two presidents before him, Obama and Bush, talk about the least inspirational post presidencies? And what have they been doing? Painting Nothing. and cavorting on Martha's Island, vineyard, vineyard. whatever. That's it. Right? Think about that. Think about having the opportunity. And I always like to go back to this. Jimmy Carter, who was objectively not a great president. Objectively one of our worst presidents. Objectively, He was our worst president until Biden graced us with his presence. Um, yeah. Biden's been worse than Obama. Um... Uh, and, um, well, I don't know. Well, anyway, we can have that. Anyways, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess Biden, yeah, he probably has been. Um, um, but, because at least Obama can say he killed Bin Laden. But anyways, um, no one has set the standard for a post-presidency, um, um, activism, lifestyle, than, than Jimmy Carter, right? No, Reagan never got the chance. Reagan was so old when he got into office and so old when he got out of office. He was, and he had, by then he had, we know that he had Alzheimer's by the last couple of years, and it was, you know, the last, the last, it was like the last two years of his presidency were a little iffy. Um, we know that. That's now a known fact. Um, you know, so he never really, I'd kind of give him a pass on that one. But Jimmy Carter was so young when he got out of office, like Bush, like Obama, that he decided to use his stature for for good, for great, help out other people. Obama and Bush haven't done anything like that. It's, It's so pathetic. It's so pathetic. You know, like, it's like... 
gosh, you have this great opportunity to do something good and you've done nothing. Ugh, it's just gross. Um, anyways, uh, I, also, uh, I have been sick for the past couple of days, so this is going to be a shorter episode and we're about is to- Is it? Uh, yeah, well, I'm about <laughs> to wrap it up right here. Um, I wanted to go over a couple, couple of quick hits. One, to cover what we talked about on previous episode, affirmative action. Okay. Public polling came out about it today. Yeah. 54% of Americans are against affirmative action. Well, there you go. Yeah. And I would also like to add in, I think we should also get rid of legacy admissions. Okay. Just because yeah. your dad or mom went there doesn't mean you get in. Okay. Yeah. Just because your dad writes a two and a half million dollar check to Harvard, Jared Kushner, doesn't mean you get in. Yeah. Because um, that's the kind of stuff that just goes, oh, well, it's just, there's different rules for different classes of people. Um which we know there are, but we don't like to think about it. Um, did you see the tweet that the White House had to delete today for misinformation? No, I don't follow the Twitters. Well, neither do I, but this one this one went way beyond the Twitters. Now, this would have never happened in previous Twitter. But now that Elon Musk have it, um, uh, well, let me tell you. So the White House sent out a tweet. Uh, yesterday that said seniors are getting the biggest increase in their social security checks in 10 years through President Biden's leadership. Hmm. Really? Well, that's interesting, right? What did he, what did Joe Biden do to get a social security increase? Uh, ooh, oh wait, uh, nope. Sorry, needed to point it out. Fact checkers came in. Uh, seniors will receive a large social security benefit increase due to the annual cost of living adjustment which is based on the inflation rate. President Nixon signed in 1970, in, this in the law in 1972. So actually, you can thank Richard Nixon. Well, you couldn't thank Biden because he killed the economy, raising the mm. cost of living, so you got more money, but it's not worth anything. That's right. Thanks to my terrible energy policy, my terrible economic policies, you're going to get a big annual cost of living increase. That is like that is economic math. That's the that's you know broke the broken windows theory on policing. Yes. So there is a terrible, terrible opposite version of that in the economic world, yeah. where there have been economists, only left wing economists, who tried to Classic. do this, where where it was like, well, you know, natural disasters are good for the economy oh, because no. you know it spurs construction. No, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So it's not bad to have dilapidated neighborhoods because it's first construction oh, yeah except no one wants to live in dilapidated neighborhoods you idiots right so this is like this is this is like well i destroyed the neighborhood but you know housing's cheap <laughs> <laughs> oh man that was a good one um if you even want a better laugh if you want a better laugh than that i i will i very few times that i'll say is head over to the atlantic magazine because they have a wonderful article about superstar losers today, focused on Beto O'Rourke and Stacey Abrams. Oh! Yeah, yeah, and it's about how these two are just the biggest grifters in the world, about how they just fail and fail and fail and fail, and they make all of this money, and they raise all of this millions and millions and millions of dollars just by losing, and they're gonna do it again. Wild. And the kind of the concept of this is like, why as Democrats are we addicted to these people when they can't do anything? They've proven themselves to be incompetent losers. And yet we keep running them for positions, for, for larger positions, thinking they're going to win? What are you kidding me? Stacey Abrams, the original election denial. 
denier uh, in, in 2018. Um, so I wanted to throw that out as well. So even Democrats, you know how that's how bad it is for Democrats? They're throwing shade at Beto and Stacey Abrams. Wow. Oh, man. Um, the other thing that I really want to get into today, but it would just take away too long, is the, um, this is the big story. The big story of the week, um, which is, it's not surprising, but that Facebook worked with the Department of Homeland Security to regulate information. There is a special portal that Homeland Security has to report quote-unquote misinformation so Facebook can take it down. Great. Yeah, that's not creepy. That's not Orwellian. Nope, no, definitely not. That's the See, that's the 1984 side of things. Yeah. That's not the Brave New World side of things, right? This is the 1984 side of things. We, we vacillate whether we're in the Brave New World or the 1984 side of things. The Biden administration is firmly on the 1984 side of left-wing politics, right? Obama was... Purely brave new world. Take your drugs. Just do it. Just just ignore everything. Bread and circuses. Biden is. I am going to crush you with propaganda until you are crying like a baby. Um, and like I said, it's a true blessing that he literally has no idea how to communicate um, anything. But you can't communicate anything when you have no ideas. I don't have a food topic. Oh no. Um, I was like, we could talk about candy, but we did that already. Mm-hmm. Um, have you gotten, what is your plan? What are your plans for getting the McRib? Well, my plan is to make sure that I can keep dinner down. Yeah. So after you've recovered. Once I realize that I can eat solid foods again and keep them down. I hope everyone is enjoying dinner while listening to this. Um, it's it's how, like how long is it in town for like a couple, couple i can check it out right only now. a couple of weeks uh-oh yeah. uh-oh mm-hmm. well we are gonna have to fly through the o'hare airport and they do have mcdonald's there in the airport do they sell specials in the airport mcdonald's yeah but i'm not getting a mcrib in the air i want like Why? a Mc, Mc. what difference does it make whatever i want to enjoy the mcrib of my own it releases November... F- oh, the merchandise releases November 4th. It ends... November 20th. November Ooh, 20th. So I'm now until November up. 20th. You got 18 days. And 18 days. I'm sure I'm going to get a McRib for it. Okay. I'll have a McRib during the show. You know what? Maybe I'll do that next Monday. McRib. Oh, before... You're going to go McRib and then pizza, like back to back? Yeah, I mean, I already got sick this week, so let's just do it all over again next week. Okay, perfect. So that's what we're going to do. <laughs> and we will see y'all on Friday. And I'm spent. The chant is drill, baby, drill. He had such enormous fun that he called for another elephant to come. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. America, stay out the bushes. Stay out the bushes. Jet is a mess. <laughs> <laughs>